There is no other podcast like this, so proceed with caution as we challenge your beliefs by providing the forbidden information kept away from you and your family by modern medicine so they can keep you on the path of drugs for anything and drugs for everything. Hundreds of years of preventative medicine have been destroyed by Big Pharma. We're in the dark ages of true healing. After all, it's not just about living long, it's about living well. If your continuing search for answers has led you nowhere, you will find the truth here on the Forbidden Doctor Podcast. Now prepare to have your consciousness explode into the next evolutionary stage of human existence with your hosts, Dr. Jack and Mary Stockwell. Stockwell. Hey everybody, we're back for another episode. This is podcast number 39, Six Snacks You Think Are Healthy. Yeah, today we're going to be revealing the forbidden truth behind snack foods. How it affects your health and weight, how it can lead to diabetes, weight gain and exhaustion. And some other scary, scary things. And some other scary stuff. I'm Dr. Jack. And I'm Mary. And we are ready to rock and roll. There are three things we're going to cover. Part one. Yeah, real quick, we'll go over the list of snack foods you thought were you thought were good for you. Part two. Why they're not only unhealthy, but dangerous, very, very dangerous. In some cases, that's true. And part three. Alternatives. We're going to give you a list of things that you can get instead. So as you well know, everybody, we're here to educate you as well as provide you with some healthy alternatives that will give you energy and help keep you healthy. And by the end of today's show, you're going to know what to avoid. But if you want to find out what you can pack on the go that will nurture and keep the hunger away and an incredible recipe that will impress everybody, head over to ForbiddenDoctor.com slash 39 and get your free guide to what to pack for a day out. Yes, and the recipe inside of here impressed us. So we are giving it to you. Our son-in-law brought it to a family birthday gathering and we were so impressed. We want to give it out to you guys, too. We had a birthday child. We had birthday presents. We went fishing. Uh, one of us was teaching everybody how to fly fish. But the real thing that captured attention was that incredible, little, very healthy snack that was put together right there on the table. And it was gone in minutes. Yeah, it was stunning. So we're going to give you the recipe for that. So let's get started. Okay. The following are six snack foods we bet you thought were good for you. I'm just going to list them real quick and then we'll go through them. Okay. The first one is deli meats. Ooh. Then fruit roll-ups. Then jerky. Conventional fruit. 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 How can fruit be bad? Microwave popcorn. And diet drinks and or sugar-free snacks. Yes. Okay, the first one is deli meats. Now, you know, we pack these all the time when we go out with sandwiches and for for picnics and everything else. But the scary, scary thing about deli meats is they all have nitrites in them, sodium nitrites. They have dyes and coloring and added chemical flavorings and MSG and... Well, Jack, you, you came up with some incredible things about nitrites. Well, I've been talking about this on my health show on the radio for years. Uh, sodium nitrite is very toxic. Sodium nitrite's been around for over 100 years. And back in the early canning days of meat, and interestingly enough, they just found, I was reading about this here recently, they found um, one of the old steamboats that used to go up and down the Mississippi mm-hmm. uh, that sank in a storm. They recently found it. They went down to explore it, and they still found canned meats, um, the pottage uh, meat, things like mm-hmm. this in cans mm-hmm. that were still good. Well, I don't know if they were good or not, but they were still closed. Okay. And so sodium nitrite first came out back in those days because they had a real problem back then 
with botulism, Clostridium botulina, the, 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 the baddest of the bad. And so sodium nitrite was used as a, not just a preservative, but to prevent the growth of Clostridium botulina. Which or, is deadly, or, or right? Botuli- oh, it's paralytic. I yeah, mean, yeah. it paralyzes the nerves, which, of course, paralyzes the muscles, uh, which is why you get Botox. Not you, but some people will get Botox shots for that very reason because not it changes. Not me, baby. Yeah, you don't need it. <laughs> it changes the shape of the muscles of the face. So anyway, nitrite, but it has been used and overused so much in the food industry. It's sold as a food additive to try to prevent toxicity, but the, um, the general... Uh, sterile conditions that are used in meatpacking today, uh, it's not that big of a deal as it used to be. However, um, sodium nitrite is used, very little of it will make meat look pinker, mm-hmm. especially in the case of bacon and prepare and sandwich meats, which is what we're talking about here, deli meats. Right, deli meats. But uh, sodium nitrite, the problem with sodium nitrite is it has the uh, chemical capacity to become uh, something that is known as nitrosamines that form in the gut. And nitrosamines are extremely dangerous. They're extremely, well, the, the, the major problem with nitrosamines is that they are, um, that will lead to uh, cancer. And, they're carcinogenic. <clears throat> well, they're right? carcinogenic, yes. And uh, good, strong stomach acid, if you, you know, if you, if you have plenty of stomach acid, uh, what you'll find is that... Um, the formation of these nitrosamines in the stomach are prevented if you have strong stomach acid, but most people don't. Most people have very no, weak stomach acid. And also you said an antidote was ascorbic acid also. So yes. when, you, when you're traveling and you have to go to the buffet and eat those, that horrible bacon <laughs> because you're trying to keep your carbs down and run over to the berries and the fruit and eat a few bites of fruit before you eat the horrible bacon and the ham that they have out there that's loaded. It's the cheapest bacon they can find in yes, these conventional is. places. It you is. Know, in, in these, um, the buffet. Oh, the buffet, yes. And so when you, you know, and you and I travel a lot for um, uh, seminars and stuff, there's always breakfast buffets at these restaurants. Yeah. And the thing that holds the scrambled egg, and which usually com- comes in a bottle, they're, they're bottled eggs, not... Yeah, and Hold. they're in an aluminum pan. Yes, being and they're, heated si- up. they're heated up in an aluminum <laughs> pan. Uh, the it's, bacon pan is just full of crisp, crunchy, delicious bacon. Um, which, but it's probably all sodium nitrite oh, bacon. Oh yeah, you know it is. It probably has you know chemical maple flavoring in it. And now Hormel does make a um, um, an uncured bacon. It says right on the front, uncured, no added sodium nitrite. But we're kind of getting, I'm getting off the subject with, with this kind of stuff. It's just that, that uh, um, sodium nitrite is, uh, is not a very good food to be, or a good chemical to be putting into the system. Um, it has been shown to, uh, to there's a, a strong relationship between it and chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Yeah, which COPD. People, yeah, you, people usually think that that comes from uh, tobacco, but it can come from other, other sources as well. Okay. So. No sodium nitrates. Yeah. Um, and, and all deli meats, sh- I mean, all processed meats should be avoided. Um, they're, none of them are safe, really, any kind of processed meats. You need fresh, organically raised, grass-fed, 
or pastured meats or wild caught salmon or healthier options, which we're going to go over these options, some other things at the end yeah, of Yeah, towards the, the end of this. Uh-huh. But it's not just the nitrites and deli meat. It's like you mentioned, the dyes, the colorings, the added chemical and the, flavoring. And the growth hormones. And growth hormones. And, and antibiotics are, and veterinary drugs oh, yeah. that these animals are given. Yeah. Remember that fellow that we, the patient of ours who raises... Um, a steer. Yeah. What What does he have to do to every single calf? He has to vaccinate. He has him. to vaccinate every single you know, one. He, of them. he he stared at me, and it was you know a real crisis of conscience because he said, "I can't afford to lose one calf." Yeah. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't eat his meat. No. No. Nope. That's very very sad. All right. Let's go to the next one. Fruit roll-ups. Mm. Sugar, sugar, sugar. Yes. Diabetes, diabetes. and ro- ro- <laughs> diabetes roll-ups. <laughs> I think would be a better term for this. Yes, 51% of packages that have fruit pictures on them don't have any fruit in them yes, at all. Yes, this was a special study that was done out of uh, the University of California and uh, a, a special group out there that was looking at packages of food that had pictures of fruit on the package. Yeah. Over but, Of the 37 foods they looked at, 51% of them had no fruit in them whatsoever. But fruit roll-ups do. Let me read the ingredients from General Mills their website. In fact, this was copy protected. I couldn't even copy it into our notes here. The fruit roll-ups, the strawberry flavored one in descending order contains pears. Wait, no, that can't be right because I know. you must be making a mistake because the number one thing is the most plentiful thing in the food. The number one listed. I in, know. Which is, well, you said strawberry. I know. It's strawberry flavored fruit roll-ups, but their number one ingredient is pears. Well, I like strawberries and I like pears. Okay, so far so good. Go ahead. But there's no strawberries. But there's no strawberries. Well, at least it has pears. It has pears. I guess we can't tell the difference. I like pears. Yeah. Pears from concentrate. So that's good. It doesn't say organic pears from concentrate. So who knows what kind of chemicals are in that? But it says pears from concentrate. The next ingredient corn syrup. Uh oh. Then the next one. Corn syrup does not occur in nature. Yep. And then the next one, dried corn syrup. But wait, it's got the word corn in it, Jack. Uh, corn syrup is a corn syrup is known to be carcinogenic. Yeah. No, no, no. Excuse me. I back up. I back up. Not carcinogenic. Diabetic causing. Corn syrup is an unnatural man-made sugar that so overtaxes. Explain the, the pancreas. pathway. The pathway. Well, sugar sugar will get into the blood. You know, fruit sugars, now a real fruit sugar, fructose, doesn't affect insulin levels. Fructose goes straight to the liver, and then the liver has to process that fructose um, and then get it into the cells, and it's in the mitochondria of the cells that the fructose is converted into glucose. Okay. Your body cannot use fructose. Your body cannot use fruit sugar. It has to be converted to glucose. Uh, fructose is a six-carbon sugar, just like glucose is, like table sugar and that and, that, and which is in it that's a time consuming energy consuming process that's why you don't see long distance runners loading up on fruit before they go running their marathons they load up on carbohydrates or, or um, starches breads things that with with made with grains because those things will break down much faster into the bloodstream for sugar than fruit will but when you see corn, corn syrup, syrup that's not a fruit sugar that's a man-made sugar that greatly taxes the pancreas's ability to handle it in the bloodstream. So, and then after corn syrup, there was dried corn syrup. Okay, well we got to start again. Pears from concentrate. Okay, corn syrup. All right, dried corn syrup. 
than sugar. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't specify what kind of sugar. All right, so or you anything. got pears from concentrate. You know that's loaded with fructose sugar. Then you got corn syrup, dried corn syrup, and sugar. So okay. one, two, three, four. Now the gets, first four ingredients sugar, sugar, are sugar. sugar. Okay. Okay. Now you get now it gets really scary. Partially hydrogenated cottonseed oil. So you can wear this thing besides eat it? Yeah, it's closed, too. Because it's made you out can, of cotton. You can put the fruit roll-ups on you, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, just, <laughs> just we don't have time for the horror story of where cottonseed oil came from. Cotton is to wear, not to eat. If, it's, if the package says cottonseed oil, do not eat it. Yeah. Citric acid. Okay. Ac- Acetylated monoglycerides. That, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's that's where they're going to they're they're, they're playing with again with uh, some sugars. Well, maybe that's where they switch the pear flavoring to strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's then that, it has fruit pectin in it. Okay, maybe that's there's the a place. little fiber there. Dextro yeah. dextrose. There's another sugar. Yeah, there's another one. Maltic acid. All right, ascorbic acid. Vitamin C. Well, they put ascorbic acid. Yeah. Natural flavor. I wonder what that is. Natural flavor of <laughs> Maybe strawberries? Maybe that's where they put the strawberries in. <laughs> Have you ever gone on the internet and looked at what is involved in a strawberry milkshake from any yes. of the major yes. hamburger it's joints? It's like a chemical. It's a re- There's no strawberry in no, it. No, I know, I know. It's, it's you know, they, they do this, just as an aside, here's some forbidden knowledge. They do this in organic chemistry uh, exper- not experimentation, but development. Mm-hmm. They, they're always working with organic acids all the time. And organic, I mean, organic um, uh, chemicals. Organic chemistry is so huge now that when, when I had to do my pre-med to go to school, uh, I had to take a year of inorganic and then a year of organic because most of what's going on out there in the chemical world today involves organic chemistry. Any, an organic chemistry is anything to do with a carbon compound. The benzene ring or anything to do is if there's carbon involved in it. Okay. For example, table salt is sodium chloride. There's no carbon. It's inorganic. But organic always has carbons. And what they do, every now and then they come up with a new compound that they're trying to use to dissolve grease. Yeah, in I've, a, I've and, heard these are accidental. Yeah, and people go, vanilla. It smells like vanilla. <laughs> we found a new vanilla flavoring. <laughs> and then it goes through a few FDA tests, and then suddenly on a package of artificially flavored vanilla who for bacon. Who cares that it has tar in it? Exactly. Who cares it came from coal? <laughs> who, you know, who, who cares it, it came like- from a chemistry lab? It, it smells, tastes like vanilla. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that must be what so this, this... But this has natural flavor, Jack. Natural oh, flavor. Oh, natural. Then forget everything yeah, I yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just okay. Now it has color. Red 40. So that's, that's what makes it look like strawberries. Yes. It also has yellows 5 and 6 and blue 1. Now, I know that's scary enough, but General Mills was in a lawsuit with somebody. I think her name was Carolyn Scott Thomas on May 14, 2012, where General Mills lost its motion to dismiss a lawsuit that claims the company deceived consumers about the fruit content of its fruit roll-ups and fruit by the foot. Yeah. So it looks like they got kind of in trouble for this. Yes. But, you know, the first ingredient is pears. In, in strawberry fruit roll-ups. Yeah, so, it, so you, don't, you, know, you don't know if they're organic or whatever. Well, you know, it's also in blueberry muffins. 
when you read the ingredients, it'll probably say pears because what they do is they take little tiny pieces of pear and dye them blue and then put them in blueberry muffins and call them blueberries. They do? Oh, yeah. They don't put real blueberries? No, no. Most blueberry muffins. You mean muffins, all those boxes of blueberry muffins I bought for years Yeah, if Yeah, if it's little tiny pieces, it's probably pears. If it's oh, a big round goodness. blue thing, it's probably a blueberry. Those pears are versatile. Oh, yeah. Man, the things we Pears learned. serve mankind in so many ways. <laughs> yeah. So be real careful of fruit roll-ups. Number three is jerky. Yes. Jerky, jerky, jerky. We all think, hey, this is protein. Atkins diet, go. You know, we think we can just eat protein all day long and it won't be deleterious to our health. But, you know, as we've talked endlessly, we need fat with the protein. But the jerky that we get in the stores is loaded with MSG, which is a neurotoxin. Um, It's loaded with nitrates. It's loaded with food coloring, preservatives. A very common list on a jerky package is beef, salt, spices, sugar, monosodium glutamate, that's MSG, and garlic powder, dextrose, and sodium nitrate. Nitrite. We've already been through the nitrites. We don't need to go through that again. So they understand that. Oh. Uh, But uh, MSG, you know, it, it all depends on... Uh, who you're listening to. I mean, there's plenty of research that's been done that shows that the excessive amounts of glutamate, monosodium glutamate will break down into glutamate, which is one of the non-essential amino acids. And uh, increasing levels of glutamate in the body have been linked to Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, Lou Gehrig's disease, stroke, encephalitis, brain infections. Neurological conditions of all kinds. Yeah, and, and because you get excessive levels of glutamate in the system by consuming things that have MSG, such as beef jerky. Uh, You could very well be eating your way to dementia. There was a study back in 1968 at Washington University that showed excessive consumption of MSG leads to brain cell damage in lab animals. Subsequently, the USDA and the FDA stopped the use of MSG in, baby, in a lot of the baby foods that are out there. Oh, well, that's a But it, good. it can lead to obesity. It can uh, um, have an effect think. upon growth hormones so that you have a shorter stature and problems with sexual reproduction in the sense of infertility. Wow. And it can affect the uh, heart's electrical conduction system, which can actually trigger a sudden cardiac arrest or arrhythmia, especially in people who have low magnesium levels, which is most Americans anyway, uh, because they're not eating enough green leafy vegetables that are loaded with magnesium. Okay. And they kind of have a tendency to stay away Organic from that stuff. green leafy vegetables. Uh, thank you for making that clear. Yeah, they can also make lesions in the hypothalamus. And that's where the brain issues come in. Well, the hypothalamus is where a lot of neuropeptides are created that affect emotions. And so, uh, yes, it can, it can have an, a, a big deal to do with that as well. And it play, has a major role. M- or glutamate is uh, part of the neurotransmitter system and prostaglandins that affect the sensation of pain. Hmm. And consuming foods high in MSG can actually lead to increased pain levels. So, but... People and patients that have asked me about that, and I talk to them a little bit about this from time to time. And, and well, a little bit isn't going to hurt, is it, Dr. Jack? Well, you know, MSG doesn't have to be labeled exactly as MSG. I mean, some of the synonyms, when you read, a, when you read the labels on a package, and this is part of this podcast, is to help you to 
be sure you read the labels when you buy this stuff. Yeah, it, it, MSG comes in a lot of different... It'll say glutamate textured protein, glutamic acid yeast extract, gelatin yeast nutrient, hydrolyzed vegetable protein, which is one of the most common ones that will show up on the label of food. Hydrolyzed vegetable protein. Yeah, I've seen that quite a yeah. bit. And, and, and almost, you think protein, oh, that can't be so bad. And vegetables. Ooh, here's Ooh. my vegetables and protein in one thing. No, it's MSG. And then there's processed foods that gelatin almost always has it. And yeah. um, textured protein, yeast extract, yeast foods, autolyzed yeast. Uh, MSG, now in all fairness, MSG occurs in nature. It does. In small amounts, usually associated with certain kinds of yeast and grain. But what the Japanese discovered over 100 years ago was they, they were able to, because of this particular kind of Japanese food that accidentally included man-made MSG, Inuki, I think is what it was called, something like, I-N-U-K-I, something like that, uh, was so flavorful, everybody wanted it. So they started to examine the food to find out why, and they isolated MSG. And they found out whenever they... Put MSG in a food that usually has some kind of meat and and soy, it greatly increases the flavor of the food, which is why you find it in Vietnamese, Chinese, Japanese, uh, South uh, Indochina foods. These kinds of things are usually where you find most of the MSG. And some Chinese food restaurants use so much of it, there's the thing that's known as the Chinese effect. Yeah. In the emergency room. I think room. we talked about this in another podcast. Yes, I think we and, have too. And most restaurants don't put it on their label. You have to ask. That's right. You have yeah. to ask, you know, especially one that serves oriental food. You know, we passed Panda. Uh, what's that called? The Panda? Maybe it's just called Panda. Panda. Something. Yeah, everybody knows the Panda Chinese Yeah, we passed place. it last night and I saw all these people lined up in there and I felt so bad because I'm just thinking, all these people are being poisoned They in use there. MSG. You ask them, is there MSG in oh, this? Oh, well, yes. that's why we don't eat there That's anymore. why we don't eat there yeah. anymore because we ask them. Yeah, and also it's been, um, studies have also found that MSG precipitated type 2 diabetes in animals. Yes, so um, you don't need to consume a lot of MSG no, to be don't. hurt for it, to be hurt by it. Um, in 1968, a Washington study found that just one quarter teaspoon, one quarter teaspoon of MSG, can upset the digestive system and trigger allergies in many infants. Have you ever heard of the seasoning that a lot of people have in their season uh, tray in the cabinets? Accent. Yes. That's MSG. Yes, I've had that in my. I mean. For years, yes, you that know, is I MSG. never cook, luckily, so I never used. And it. how many, how many mothers or fathers who do the cooking, uh, without thinking about it, will put a teaspoon of MSG in the sauces or the soups or yeah, things like to make it more flavorful, it, without it, ever thinking about yeah, it. And just knowing. a quarter of that teaspoon has been shown to upset digestive system and trigger allergies in infants. And that's a study that's done that. So um, now you guys know. Another Nothing. thing to look on the label. Does it say MSG or any of the other kinds of names for it? Especially hydrolyzed vegetable protein is the one that shows up the most. Yeah. Gelatin, yeast, nutrient, all kinds of things. Now, we'll number, list those. Number four, conventional fruit. Fruit, bad. <laughs> Strawberries, grapes, apples, anything sprayed with oil-based pesticides. And usually what happens with these pesticides, there's two things they're trying to go after with these bugs. Number one, to, to uh, electrocute their nervous system or stop their ability to process oxygen. Oh, just that. Yes. And the reason they use oil-based pesticides, so subsequent rainstorms won't rain 
or wash the pesticide off the fruit. Oh. You know, it doesn't do any good to use a water-based pesticide because the next rainstorm is going to wash it off. The things you learn in this podcast. My goodness. And so they use oil-based so that they stay through rainstorms. That oil is still there. And some people will say, well, I wash my fruit at home before I serve it to my family. Good. You're the one in 100 people who do that. Except... Washing the fruit won't get rid of oil-based pesticides. Well, they have to use oil, they have to use uh, a special Just soaps. Just don't buy them. Don't buy conventional fruit. It's not worth it. It damages your nervous system. It could stop your ability to breathe oxygen. And we have an alternative to that coming up, especially if you have allergies. Yes. Okay. The fifth one is microwave popcorn. This, now, everybody, listen. This hurts me as much as it hurts you. <laughs> <laughs> to tell you, microwave popcorn is bad. Not Jiffy it's Pop, not though, just right? bad. No. You know, no. have you had your daily dose of perfluorooctanoic acid? <laughs> your PFOA, have you had enough of it today? Because I've heard popcorn bags are lined with this. You bet they are. If you go to Wikipedia and you look up PFOA and it tells you how toxic and dangerous this stuff is and it tells you where it's found, carpets, fabric and automobiles, lining of microwave popcorn bags, <laughs> you know, as it goes through the list is of where you find. Up? Yeah. Kablam. So as soon as it heats up, it leaches out of the bag into the popcorn. And this stuff is not just toxic, it's carcinogenic. Ruined my whole day. The EPA has, the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, has ruled it is a likely carcinogen and, quote, poses developmental and reproductive risks to humans. And it's also, yeah, it disrupts your endocrine system and affects your sex hormones too. Yes. Because it's a synthetic estrogen. It has hormone-like properties like a synthetic estrogen. Yeah. So. And that's problem with a lot of. That's not what we need for breast cancer. No, and it's not what we need for teenagers going through puberty. Yeah. We do not need prepubertal boys being loaded up with estrogen. No, they don't. And need we breasts. don't need puberty, and, and we don't need eight years and nine year old girls starting to wear bras either. Yeah, uh, we talked about. Is it the? I think it was in the last podcast. We we, we addressed did. this very but thing. But PFOA has been detected in ninety eight percent of the general oh, yeah. population. Now that's now that's that's, that's something the to, to talk about. acid. Try it again. Perfluoro. Oh, oh you say it. Perfluorooctanoic acid. You're our family pronouncer. Yes. Well, That's what you do. You're our family good looker. <laughs> PFOA. I'd rather be good looking than pronounce things correctly, <laughs> tell you the truth. Well, what if you're both? See? No, there you, you go. Well, you got them both. All right, thanks. Okay, so it's been detected in more than 98% of the general U.S. population. In So how do they get exposed to PFOA? They do through industrial waste. And a lot of people, their communities are near industrial waste sites, stain-resistant carpets, carpet-cleaning liquids, house dust, water, food, some cork, some cookware, and Teflon. But the but one of the most common ones, the one we're talking the about, the one we're talking about, microwave popcorn bags. That's right. Okay. So there's nothing. There is a way to make healthy popcorn. Oh, yeah, I, I do it. You I'm the, do it. I'm the family you, popcorn you're the maker. family popcorn. We get organic popcorn. It's just wonderful. Organic popcorn. GMO, non-GMO. Non-GMO, organic. organic popcorn, a little bit of olive oil in the popcorn popper. Uh-huh, or coconut oil. Or, and we... Ah, uh, I tried coconut. Remember what happened last time I, I did it? I know, it smoked kind of, but... It smoked. <laughs> it turned the popcorn brown and nobody would eat it. Well, it still I, tasted good. I did a little bit. 
but then I threw it away. <laughs> and then we smother it in butter and good salt. With with grass-fed butter. Yes. And you and have sea salt. To, you have to realize popcorn is very hard. It's not really made for humans to eat. It's not, yeah, no. But hey, you know, you got to have it sometimes. Yes. So so just make it right and right. don't worry about it so much. Um the studies concluded there was a study done with PFOA exposure. Yeah, it concluded there were probably an association between six health outcomes, kidney cancer, testicular cancer, ulcerative colitis, thyroid disease. Go hi- ahead. You can do it. Hypocholesterolemia? No. E- e- no, there's no N in there. <gasps> Just hypercholesterolemia. Yeah, it was Too much to- cholesterol in the blood. Well, I don't know how that could be bad, but anyway. <laughs> and pregnancy-induced hypertension. Yes. Yeah. That's See. off. That's toxemia is related to the pregnancy-induced hypertension. So whenever we have patients who are coming in, I have a couple of female, well, obviously they're female if they're pregnant, that I'm taking care of now, who have uh, dangerous pregnancies in the past because of toxemia. I'm going to ask them, do you eat microwave, microwave popcorn? popcorn? Oh, taking all the stop fun it, stuff stop out it, of stop it. Right. No, you can pop it really nice. And it doesn't have to be air-popped. That's crazy stuff. Okay, number six, diet drinks or sugar-free snacks. Um, For years, I thought if I bought snacks that were sugar-free, I was doing my family a favor, and I was protecting them. And then diet drinks, we've had so many patients that have had diet drinks. I had a lady that came in to see me. um, She was only 35 years old and was already shaking. She had been drinking Diet Coke since she was 12 or 13 um, for a decades, you know, obviously a long time. And she was already shaking. And I tried to get her to transition over to iced tea. She wouldn't do it. She absolutely refused. She said, tea's bad for me. I'm like, (laughs) really? Really? Uh, Okay. So I told her to think of it as medicine. I think I've told this story before, but anyway, it's a nerve poison. Okay. Um, Actually, artificial sweeteners can stimulate your appetite. Oh, yes. Stimulate your yes, appetite. Yes. We also have another patient that has been drinking diet drinks and teas and Cokes and everything and sugar-free candies. It's aspartame, aspartame, aspartame. And she's now lost her mind completely. And she's 58 years old. And I, I pretty much well, aspirin. You know, there's that. a lot of debate out there. But because of the company, because of Monsanto and, it's, and how much of Congress that it owns, um, they get food laws, food labeling laws, food processing laws passed the way they wanted to. And there, it was difficult to get aspartame through Congress. Now, there's a long, dirty story about it. I'm not going to go into it. You can yeah. just Google it. I think it. we've talked about it before. You can go look for it yourself. Uh, it's out there how they finally got aspartame, uh, which was used for something else unrelated to food, as a sweetener in food. <laughs> You're going to tell the story. No, I'm not. <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay. So, um, it But I'll it- say this. Okay. The uh, in you have aspartic acid and the amino acid phenylalanine, and those two are held together by a methanol molecule, methanol wood alcohol, which we Lovely. were taught in eighth grade science. Don't drink this, boys and girls; it'll cause blindness. Wood alcohol is a form of alcohol that's very poisonous to the human body. So you have this methanol molecule holding on to the phenylalanine amino acid and the aspartic acid amino acid, and together. They have a sweetening, like we were talking about earlier with the organic chemistry, where they would discover something sweet, or they would mm-hmm. discover a coloring agent, or discovering discover some kind of uh, aroma. So it's an oopsie. It, yeah, it, this is another oopsie, and it's an oopsie if you use it, because as soon as it hits, and I think it's something 
just around 90 degrees Fahrenheit, and the internal temperature of the body is around 103. But uh, as soon as it hits a certain temperature, it breaks down and the methanol is freed up. And a lot of people are allergic to larger amounts of phenylalanine in their system anyway. That's why some some labels will say no fetal uh, ketonurics that are present in the in the uh, uh, the sugar substitute, the, pro- the product. Yeah, people who are allergic to uh, fetal ketonurics uh, don't consume this product mm. for that very reason, and because um, it can wreak havoc with um, sensitive proteins and DNA in your body. Oh yeah, because humans we don't have the protective the protective mechanisms. You know that allow oh, that these test animals that do. the test animals oh, yeah. do that yeah. that's some forbidden information right there. Yeah, toxicology so, testing on animals is a flawed. Model. Absolutely. Because animals have this protective mechanism while humans do not. Right. Now, the a corollary to this is when they test chemicals on lab rats and lab mice that will induce cancer in these animals, those chemicals will induce cancer in us. But when they test a poisonous subject or a poisonous chemical or something like that, especially aspartame, on test animals, and they do not get a reaction to it, they immediately assume humans won't. Is that how aspartame got through? And that, yes, and that no, no, aspartame came. I'm not going to go into it. We're dying to hear gonna, this I'm story. I'm not going to go into the story. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. So, too so long. you're saying that toxicity? You can find out for yourself on the internet. So you're saying that toxicity, animals can convert it. To where animals it's not have, toxic. Animals are, uh, do not have the common sense to not eat some stuff that humans have the common sense. Well, we did until <laughs> the food commercials got to us yeah, and, and made us believe that if something had sucralose or aspartame or saccharin or some of those things, we could drink until the you know, sun comes up, uh, diet, drink this, diet, drink that, and not get fat. Because it's not sugar. But we know those things increase carbohydrate cravings. We know they stimulate fat storage. We know they cause weight gain, irrespective of the fact that they're sugar-free. But when they test this stuff on some of these animals, these animals have protective mechanisms inside them to protect them from. But primates don't. That that primates do not have. Which is what we are. Which is what a human is. But if it causes cancer in an animal, it will cause cancer in a human. It probably will cause cancer in a human. Okay, good, If it's that toxic, that strong... It will probably cause cancer in a human. Okay. All right. This takes us to part three. Which is the alternatives. And of course, the first one, deli meats, is uncured deli meats with no sodium nitrates, no caramel coloring, no flavoring, no extra salt. Just make sure you ask for uncured meats. Go ahead and give the the uh, product name that we usually will buy. Oh, Alberto. I I no, had... that's for jerky. Oh, you're right. For deli meats. Oh, deli. boar's oh, head. Oh, boar's head. Yeah. yeah. Now, boar's heads. Not all of boar's heads are. Um, a lot of them have n- sodium nitrites, nitrites but some of them don't. Some of them don't. I've been buying these for years for our son yes. for his school. So you go to the I would deli roll counter. Them up. Right. I would put some cheese in them sometimes and roll them up, and they were in his lunch for they years. They were not in a sandwich. No. They no. were just, the meat was rolled up with some cheese inside yep. the meat. Sometimes, sometimes I just rolled them up. Yep. He loves to just go buy packages of these of these meats of uncured at the deli, meats. Un, that's what you ask. That's what mm-hmm. you ask the person at the deli counter. Yeah. What? Which of these meats are uncured? Yeah. They know that and, means and, no nitrate. And I found out the hard way with boar's head that not all of them are nitrite free. So be careful with that. But good alternative for conventional fruit. 
Organic fruit. Organic fruit. Yeah. Synthetic agricultural chemicals are not permissible under the USDA organic rules. Organic still means something inside the United States. Organic in other countries, some of them are loose. Yeah. But inside the United States, organic means organic, which means there are no chemicals in the soil, no chemicals applied to the fruits. Natural fertilization, no chemical fertilization that's going on. Soils Compost. composted, they're overturned, they're plowed correctly. Soils are allowed to rest every mm-hmm. other uh, productive year mm-hmm. for the, uh, the, the regrowing of the bacteria back in the soil that, gets, that produces the nitrogen and the mineralization of the, of the plant. So, so, or, <laughs> so, you know, there's a big thing going around on the Internet that organic isn't organic and blah, yep. blah, blah. Now, Walmart did get in trouble for this because they were saying their stuff was organic. But it wasn't. Yeah. But if it is labeled organic. It usually will say, that usually have the USDA DA. stamp, a little circle yep. on there, USDA organic certified. Yeah. Or certified organic. So that's one good thing that we have still in this country. We have some pretty tight rules about that. All right, some more. Um, the raw organic nuts, not roasted. You have no enzymes inside of you to break down roasted nuts. When you roast the nut, when you get up to highest temper, the temperatures required to roast a nut, you alter the fat and oil composition of that nut to an undigestible form of oil. Undigestible. Yeah. yeah like just, you said, no enzymes. Yeah. So raw organic nuts preferably, but raw nuts preferably soaked overnight and then dried. Okay. Now and some make- people are doing that and they find out they're much easier. Almonds are perfect. You soak almonds in, in, cl- almonds. in clean water mm-hmm. overnight then you pour off the water, you spread them out on it, something and allow them to dry out. And they're even, cr- they're, they're softer. so and, much better. And they're so much more tasty and yeah. much crunchier. And you got to eat them fast. Yes, because yeah. they'll spoil. They'll spoil. And really, really, really be careful with nuts that have MSG in them. Yes, a lot of prepared uh, commercial everyone. nuts, the roasted ones. Have MSG. There's one particular brand out there that has a lot of different flavors. They almost, every one of them has MSG in them. Yeah. Okay, natural jerky. Yes. If you go to jerkyingredients.com, you will find a list of, incre- I mean, a whole huge list of incredible natural jerkies that are really nice. Yeah, jerky is a good source of protein. Yeah. You just want it uncured. And like you, you've said many times, two or three ingredients. Yeah, two or three. Yeah. Go to jerkyingredients.com. Um, and find you'll find a list there yes. of all the good jerkies. Or just go to the store and just turn it over and yeah, look, look on the back. Yeah, look at the label. Oberto's is a good one. They don't. They have a um, a natural jerky that doesn't have anything bad in it. Right. Okay. The next one: raw hard cheeses. Those yes. are great to pack for snacks. Um, aged. Um, the the hard cheeses are aged more and they're fermented longer. And so their protein structures have been broken down and they're much more easily digested. Yes. Mozzarella is not aged. Well, it's, I, it, it, it's people, not very healthy. It's stretching to cause, call mozzarella cheese. Mozza, yeah. It takes about two weeks to make it. Yeah. And uh, it's like the squirt cheeses out of, a, out of those <laughs> bottles that people will squirt With on Ritz, Ritz crackers. crackers yes. full of sugar. Yeah. I mean, I've seen my kids before we stop buying these cheeses, just lean their head, tip their head back and squeeze those squeeze cheeses right in their mouth. Oh. They are loaded with air, almost everything but food. Yeah. And because of the flavor enhancers in there and the tremendous amount of salt and, and cheddar flavoring. And in an aluminum can. You know, they may be in an aluminum can. They may be in a plastic bottle lined with bisphenol A. 
Yeah. We'll ooh, get to that in a scary. minute. Scary. Another thing that you can pack in your picnic of snacks is Jack and Mary's chocolate cake. We talked about this in the previous episode. Episode number 38. Number we give you the recipe. Give you the recipe. It's an amazing. Actually a healthy cake. It's a cake that feeds you. Yes. Oh, that's what I mean. Yeah. It yes. feeds you. It's it has, not... actually has food in it. Yeah. It has 10 eggs in it. And then another really healthy snack would be homemade trail mix. Yes, you can make your, yeah, if you're going hiking, if you're going camping, and you're a trail mix eating family, you can make a healthy homemade trail mix. There's a million recipes on the internet for that, but make sure, of course, you stick with organic fruits, um, raw nuts, shaved organic coconut, um, maybe even some organic semi-sweet chocolate chips. I'm okay with that. Um, Get dried organic fruits with no sulfur in them. Yeah, read the labels. Make sure it doesn't have sulfur. Dried organic cranberry and raisins. Put a little cinnamon in it. Maybe a touch of organic brown sugar. Yeah. You can make your own trail mix. Those ones in the store... They're horrible. Well, they have roasted nuts for one thing. There's that. And then they have uh, the wrong kind of then salt. they have that cereal in it, they the have, rice or the corn cereal. Yeah, they and they have, have they have sodium chloride rather than sea salt. Yeah, and they almost And sea salt is so much better for you than table salt. It's terrible. It's just, it's just sodium chloride. And yeah. a lot of the studies that have been done that give a bad name to salt are done with sodium chloride rather than sea salt that's loaded with... Uh, uh, micronutrients yeah. and essential minerals It'll help feed you. The last one we have, um, there's many more, but standard process is snack bars. They're available um, in any office. We have them in our office, but they're very good. You know, the reason we throw this in is because everybody goes and buys these snack bars, you know, everywhere, and they they have terrible ingredients in them. Way too Mostly much sugar. Mostly sugar. Yeah, and way processed too much carbohydrates. Sugar. So standard processes, they you can buy it by the case with a mixed bag, which I we just had a, a patient the other day says he buys three cases of he these. He buys three of them at a time. Comes in about once a month. And there's four or five different flavors: peanut yes. butter, berry, chocolate, cocoa crisp, mm-hmm. and it just they're, they're they are actually healthy snack bars. Yeah. So today we talked about common yep. snacks that can be more dangerous than you think. You've learned about healthy alternatives. And remember, what does this label say? Is it really good for you? Now you are able to answer this for yourself. So don't forget to download your cheat sheet over at ForbiddenDoctor.com slash 39 right now. And you are ready to snack. The best way, everybody, the best way to integrate this new information that we're giving you now is to head over to ForbiddenDoctor.com slash 39. 39 get, is the episode number. Right. And then get your free copy of the snacks to pack for a day out. And if you want to find out what you can pack on the go that will nurture and keep the hunger away and an incredible recipe that will impress everybody, I guarantee you it even impressed us. Head over to ForbiddenDoctor.com slash 39 and get your free guide and recipe what to pack for a day out. See you next week. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Forbidden Doctor podcast with Dr. Jack and Mary Stockwell. It's our pleasure to join you on your health revolution and look forward to our quest for health together. Join us again next week for more health secrets and forbidden truths about self-healing. Until then, visit ForbiddenDoctor.com and enter your email to receive a special coupon for the Forbidden Doctor special scientific formula, our long-life energy enzymes. This custom-made one-capsule supplement is created from the most concentrated energy-stimulating enzymes. For more information, be sure to head over to ForbiddenDoctor.com. These podcasts are provided for information only. The previous statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Nothing that was said is intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.